2: Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's special New Year's episode, I will tackle this inspiring question, how can you learn more scripture in 2024 than you ever have before? And you can take your kids right along with you. You know, since I started CPCW in 2021, I've made the first episode of the new year something very practical, something that can change your life if you put it into practice. This year, I want to walk you through our family's method for learning the Word of God. We have been doing this for years, and it is so easy. People always tell me, you know so much scripture, as if my brain works differently than other people's brains. Trust me, (laughs) it doesn't. If you try the techniques I'm going to teach you today, you can learn a lot of scripture right alongside your kiddos. And to help me... I have an amazing singer-songwriter along for the ride. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy
0: World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day, with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or, what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time... The Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold.
2: Hey, you guys, I have a big announcement to make. Christian Barrett Crazy World hit a major mile marker in December. It took me... By surprise, we have been growing a lot lately and we're on pace to hit 100,000 downloads in January 2024. But I had a couple of episodes go viral and we hit that milestone unexpectedly in early December. I guess you could say I got an early Christmas present. Yay! Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And if you could do one little favor, Seriously, it'll only take you a second. Please subscribe on whatever platform or app you listen to the show on. That will help us to get to the next milestone that much faster. Now, today we are learning how to hide God's word in our heart and to plant that word in our kids' hearts. If you're like me, you've probably struggled to do this, but I have learned some techniques over the years that will make it so easy for you. The primary technique I use is scripture songs, straight scripture, put to music and have a lot of these songs that you can download for free by subscribing on my website at com. I've recorded John three sixteen through 21, for example. I have a lovely a cappella version of that with four-part harmony. Uh, look, we all know John three sixteen, and a lot of us know verse 17. But verses 18 through 21 are really important. And most people don't know them. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 is another other scripture song I've recorded. And that one tells us that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Romans 4.17, that's my life verse. He is the God who brings life from the dead and calls things that are not As though they were. Isaiah 54 tells us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And a few others I've got recorded there, including a song that will help you to memorize the Jehovah names of God. So be sure to subscribe at CatherineSegers.com to get all of those amazing resources for free. My incredible guest today. You are going to love this guy, moms and dads. I found him when I was trying to learn a new portion of scripture. His name is Zach Fitzsimmons and his talent is going to blow you away. He's going to sing for us live today and yours truly might even sing some harmonies along with. You will learn all about who Zach is and what he does when we get to talking. So let's jump right in. Zach, it is such an honor to have you here. I'm so excited. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World.
3: Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, let me set the stage just a little bit for my audience to let them know how I stumbled across your music and why I stumbled across your music. I was looking for a way to memorize Psalms chapter 8, and I have, over the years, I have memorized a lot of scripture through song. I create scripture songs myself, and I'm always on the lookout for artists who do this, and I was looking to memorize Psalm 8, and I went on YouTube and just looked up scripture songs Songs with Psalm eight, and a number of people popped up. I've done this many times before, and so I just started listening to some and trying to figure out, okay, who who's got a song that I would really like to use to memorize this myself? And I stumbled across yours, and I started listening to it, and I'm like, who is this guy? because I absolutely love your sound. And I love this version of Psalm 8. And I was like, well, that's it. I had no question about it. So before we get into your music and everything and your inspirations, I just wanted to tell everybody how I found you. And I've been using your music now to memorize Psalm 8. But not only that, you've got lots of other songs you put to music. So I'm going to keep going from there because I'm I'm just in love with your sound. So, but tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from. Tell us about your family and what you do.
3: Sure. So I grew up in Minnesota and was gone in Colorado Springs for a year and in Flagstaff, Arizona for 11 years, just following God's call, leading worship in the church. And just a couple of years ago, we decided God's calling us back home to be close to family, things like that. Uh, My wife and I have known each other since kindergarten and married for almost 25 years now. And that's uh, amazing. Yeah. So we've pretty much spent, you know, almost the entirety of our lives together, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah. So three kids, 20 year old, 18 year old, 16 year old, and life is crazy, but good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So when did you start playing the guitar and singing and start writing music?
3: Yeah, I picked up the guitar at 15. Just felt, I mean, I felt like I was maybe developing a voice for singing, but I kind of wanted to be able to have some instruments behind me. So I started picking up the guitar and singing lots of bands in high school and early 20s. Really wasn't until like mid 20s, late 20s when I started leading worship in the church. And that's really. Uh, when I just fell in love with, with that, and God grabbed hold of my heart, and it's kind of been my journey from there, yeah.
2: I am so encouraged to hear that because I have a son who is 15 and he's probably p- been playing guitar for a year or two. He's actually getting quite good. Mm. And so I'm like, that's that's not too late then.
3: No, not at all. Not at all.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, we just got my daughter too. She's 18. We uh she got for her graduation gift. We went to Groons in Nashville, the guitar shop there and we got her dream guitar there. She got oh. a mini Taylor. She's oh, kind nice. of pat- teat. And so she's always struggled to find an instrument that fit her. And so Mm -hmm. we got her a mini tailor for graduation. So that is really incredible. So how did you come to the place where you started putting scripture, straight scripture? And when I say scripture, I'm talking like unadulterated word for word translations, putting that to music.
3: Yeah. It started back in 2016. So, as I mentioned, I mean, I, I was I'm the worship leader at the church in Flagstaff at the time, and the pastor decided to do a series in the Psalms for the summer. And so I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could write songs that don't change the scriptures? He was preaching from the ESV, the English mm-hmm. Standard Version of the Bible. And I thought, what if I stick to... It word for word. And then if I can keep up with the sermon series, make a recording for the congregation so they have a way to soak in the psalm in a new way kind of that following week. So yeah. he's preaching on it that Sunday. And then my goal was to send out an email that afternoon that had the audio of the psalm and then people would kind of be listening to it all week. And so, but I had no idea if I could do it or not. It was just kind of like this idea that I had maybe. I don't know, 3 weeks before the sermon series started or something. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's a tall order. But but nobody really asked me to do it, so it wasn't like it was like, yeah. well, if I fail, oh well, you know, <laughs> nobody really <laughs> nobody really knows. But then I started. I mean, the first one that was going to be preached on was Psalm 1, and so that was the one I started with. And it took me a couple days, but I I was like, man, I think I think this works. I'm going to keep on going. Then I moved to Psalm 2 and I moved to Psalm 3. But then I started looking ahead at whatever Psalms that he was preaching on because he at least gave me the calendar for this summer and then I tried to keep up every single week and we accomplished it. We got it and got one. I mean, I don't know how many, maybe 14 or something that that summer, something like that. That's so, an album right there. Yeah. So I haven't been that diligent since to be like, you know, one a week yeah. kind of a thing because that's kind of a lot. But um, that is a lot. It was, it was just, I don't know. It was a good challenge that summer. And, and I think God bless that. So it was
2: have you, have you done songwriting prior to that? Like just where you write your own lyrics?
3: Sure. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I've been in some original bands over the years and stuff and in my own songs. and hmm. They're fine, but it's like it's not the same as like the power of scripture like there's nothing that compares to the power of scripture. I mean even the greatest song I ever write is still pales in comparison to singing scripture right so Ugh. um so th- I don't know I just I think I found a place here unless there's really a purpose for me writing a song that I can't find something you know especially yeah. like songs that I want to sing with the church if I can't find a song that says what I want it to say. Then maybe I'll I'll write a song, you know, currently, mm-hmm. but otherwise I'm spending more of my time just like writing scripture songs as much as possible.
0: Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero planning activities for the next family vacation or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by bestselling author Katie Clemens. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold.
2: It's Mm -hmm. a different discipline too. I've done a little bit of that Mm -hmm. myself over the years. I'm not the musician that you are. I don't play the guitar, so I've really struggled to have that instrumentation, but sometimes I'll just do it vocally, a cappella and multiple parts harmony, but it's a different skill because you're taking something It's not like I'm trying to find something to rhyme with this word to end that phrase. And every, you know, I've done a little bit of that myself, too. I used to live in Nashville and you could go to all sorts of songwriter stuff. Right. And I did. I went to different conferences and things, but this is a very different discipline. Trying to figure out, okay, this, this is what you're, you're pretty rigid because these are the words that exist in this version. So this is what I'm using. Right. And trying to, but some people I think really have the knack for that. I, for whatever reason in life, I've, I've had kind of a knack for that myself but you Mm. clearly do Mm. and what would you describe like because I've listened to a lot of different musicians who do this uh, I'm sorry artists who do this and I love their music but yours is like I finally I finally felt when I listened to your music that I found my scripture song maker because Mm. I love your sound with that acoustic guitar and it's a little I don't know a little Americana a little folksy what what would you describe the genre
3: as i don't know (laughs) to be honest (laughs) that's where i
2: would put it and that's my that's my wheelhouse right there that's what i love
3: i mean as you listen to more of these recordings you'll have a harder Mm -hmm. time trying to figure out what genre i I play in because it's it's a i have so many different Influences over the years. I mean, there's some that are more like electronic, and there's some that are just like folksy, and there's some yeah. that have like a little bit of a country twang to them, or oh, or just country. rock stuff. You know, it's just uh-huh. it's it's a little bit of, and sometimes mixing stuff that don't normally get mixed. And I think some of that. Like And what I mean by that is like folk instruments and electronic instruments, like usually they don't end up in the same (laughs) song. Right. But but I just love experimenting with that kind of stuff. And it makes it – to me, it makes it more interesting to me as a listener. Uh But I'm also trying to think of how do I – navigate especially these longer psalms how can i make it interesting from beginning to end for the listener and some of its music musicality but it's also like melody is a big deal and so how can you not just hang out you know in two or three notes with the melody but just just lead people along in that so it, it is definitely a challenge to to get these to work that way i mean really from the beginning my i had two rules for myself and one was i'm going to stick to it word for word i'm not going to stray from the words that are there and number two i'm gonna do the entirety of it not just a portion of it so Mm -hmm. even if it's long we're gonna do the whole thing kind of a thing and try to try to figure out how to make that work so
2: that is a huge challenge the most Mm -hmm. i've ever done is like five or six verses but Mm -hmm. when you're going for a whole psalm like that i think and you nailed it there the having that movement and the interest and di- going different places melodically. We're getting into some of the minutiae here as, as singer songwriters are um, concerned, but that's true. And that's what makes it successful mm. is when you can have that movement because we've, we've educated our kids this way. For over a decade now, we do a classical Christian education. And so we put everything to songs, mm. which uh, when I stumbled across this way of educating, I'm like, oh, I found my I found my place because right. I'm musical myself. And so we memorize everything to music, whether that's elements on the periodic chart or Newton's laws of motion, preamble to the Constitution. Thank you, Schoolhouse Rock. They helped us a lot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think a lot of us remember that from uh, some of the parents may, and grandparents may remember that from when we were kids. Uh, they mm-hmm. have great versions of the, um, a lot of different things there. But we memorize history facts. We memorize geography, different places in the world. Um, we, and we do memorize scripture. And finding those melodies, there's, there's some things that stick and there's some things that don't. And the, and the right melody, you're right if it doesn't have a really great melody, sometimes if they provided something for us and I didn't like it, I'd rewrite it. Right? Like, that ain't work. Mm-hmm. If it didn't stick after a few days, I'm like, it's not going to stick. It's probably not going to be one of those that we remember long-term. And so right. that was really a big deal to me. But I was thinking back over the years, when we found this education, one thing that they they talked to us about that resonated with me so much, one of the guys who was describing the education he was talking about, look, if you can teach your kids three blind mice or some other nursery rhyme or something with a rhyme to it or a song to it, then why can't we teach our kids the elements on the periodic chart? Why can't we teach our kids scripture? We've learned John 1 verses 1 through 7 in English and in Latin. I've Mm. had kids like as young as third and fourth grade, memorize John 1 verses 1 through 7 in English and in Latin. Do they know all of what the Latin words mean? Well, they have to sing the English ones to (laughs) to figure (laughs) it out. Mm -hmm. But they're learning. And somehow when you put it to music, it works. And I was telling you before the show, I can quote you every single word from the theme song to the Beverly Hillbillies and that show has been off the sh- the air for over 40 years but I watched it as a kid as right. a little kid the reruns is actually it ended the year I was born it's over half a century ago <laughs> But I can tell you a little story about a man named Jay, a <laughs> right. mountaineer, barely kept his family fed. Then one day be shooting up some food, and up from the ground come up bubble and crude oil. That is, I mean, I can do the whole thing. I can do the Brady Bunch. I can quote you a lot of '80s rock tunes that I probably shouldn't quote you every line to, but I remember them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, don't stop believing. I know every line, every mm-hmm. single word, and so. Using scripture in this way is incredibly powerful so how many how many songs do you think you have put to uh have you just done the psalms have you done any other um portions? it's
3: mostly psalms i've I've done a few portions of other like some mm-hmm. some of ephesians and things like that but um mm-hmm. I think I've only finished 24 or 25 Psalms at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, there was some seasons where I'm just like pushing hard and then sometimes you know, a few months might go by before another one gets written. So I've got another one that's done, but I haven't, the world hasn't heard it yet. So I'm still working on that, but, oh. but there's, but there's plenty, you know, there's 150. So that'll keep me busy for quite a while.
2: Okay. I want to give <laughs> the audience a little taste and then I we're going to end the show with Psalm 8. We're going to try with me singing a little harmony. I'm not sure if, if Zoom will cooperate with us. If Not, we'll we'll just have you singing it. If it, if it cancels one of our voices out, I want them to have yours. But uh, do you want to sing a little bit of Psalm 1 for us? Sure. I'd love to. That'd be great. That's a pretty guitar.
3: Speaking of mini guitars, some little yeah. mini, Mar- mini Martin.
2: Oh. Ah.
1: Blessed is the man. Who walks not under counsel of the wicked Nor stands in the way of sinners Nor sits in the seat of scoffers But his delight is in the law of the Lord And on his law he meditates day and night He is like a tree Planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. He prospers. The wind are not so But a lying chap That the wind drives away Therefore the wicked Will not stand in the judgment Nor sinners in the congregation Of the righteous For the Lord knows the way Of the righteous oh, oh But the way of the wicked will perish I want to be like a tree Planted by the streams of water That yields its fruit in its season And its leaf does not wither And all that he does he prospers He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers, oh, he prospers.
2: that is my next one. I'm going for Psalm one after <laughs> yeah. Psalm eight. Once again, I've got, I'm, I'm pretty getting pretty solid on Psalm eight and we're going to go straight from Psalm eight down to a Psalm one is where awesome. I'm going.
3: Awesome. Great.
2: I love that. That's amazing. It sounds incredible. So I want to give my listeners a few tips on how I go about memorizing scripture and a, a scripture song. And you can, you can help me out here I'll offer some of your tips as well, Zach, but The way I do this with my kids, like I said, we... We memorized one summer. We found a scripture song. Esther Mew is a woman who does similar to what you do. Hers are a little more orchestrated, beautiful voice. She's Asian. She has this little lilt to her voice. It's adorable. So we used one of her songs to memorize all of Psalm 91. And that's a a bit of a longer one. But we took the better part of a summer and we just learned it with the kids. And so what I did, we would just take a little section at a time. And it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And Psalm 8, which you have, which I'm learning right now, I would just take a little section of it, probably the first half of the first verse, and I would sing it over and over, probably about a dozen times with the kids. It only takes a couple of minutes, really, to to get that new section in. So we might do that in the morning. Like for your Psalm, Psalm uh, 8, I would... Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Stop. I'd stop Mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. And I'd sing that a dozen times with the kids. We might sing it in the morning, sing it in the evening. And the way I like it is kind of like jello. When you're mixing it together at first, it's pretty liquidy. There's nothing solid there in, in terms of your memory. You'll visit it again in the afternoon and the next day, and it might still be a little liquidy, unlike jello when she put it in the refrigerator. It's good by the next day. It takes a little bit longer with the memory, but it, it eventually, it'll start to solidify and then it gets solid. And then I'll add another little piece onto it. So the end of that, You have set your glory above the heavens, Mm. above the heavens. Then we'd sing the whole first verse. Mm. And you would be shocked with your kids. Let me tell you, when you do this, within a couple of days, they'll have the whole verse. It's not not that hard. So I'm going to be issuing a challenge for my Mm. listeners in 2024 to memorize scripture this way. And I guarantee you, if you did that, just that little bit, you could learn probably several verses in a week pretty easily. But let's just say you only learned one. If you did just one verse a week like that, you could memorize 52 verses in a year. That's a significant section of scripture. If you really got into it, you could do more than that. But 52 verses in a year. And I told my husband I was going to issue this challenge in the show. And he was like, I don't know. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, it's really not that hard because and this is what I wanted to talk about music goes to a different part of the brain than straight recitation of a section of scripture or any, I tried, oh my gosh, for years, for years to memorize the philosophical arguments for the existence of God. Mm. I, I just couldn't get them to stick. And, you know, learning apologetics, I wanted to have, I wanted to be conversant and I wanted to track with people and remember what they were, could not get them to stick. So, you know what I did? I put them to a melody And suddenly I got them to stick. And I can tell you the five philosophical arguments for the existence of God are the cosmological, which has to do with cause and effect, the teleological design, the anthropological personality, the ontological, which has to do with perfect being, and the moral arguments Mm. uh, show that there is a God. And you know what I did? I just stole a melody From Joy to the World. (laughs) Five philosophical arguments for the existence of God. And so (laughs) that's how I did it. And so this has been my trick for years. And people, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know so much scripture. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, it's not that hard. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I can tell you a little story about a man named Jed, you know, poor mountaineer. (laughs) If if I can remember that over 40 years— that is how it sticks in the memory. So ha- how do you go about memorizing a larger section like this? Do you do something similar, just a little pieces at a time? That's what I would recommend with uh, kids, by the way, is just, just a little section. And that's how I do it myself. How do you do it, Zach?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's different for me because I, th- I would say... For me, I'm you know I'm trying to write them, so so I probably do that more so than me taking other people you know trying to memorize other people's versions. So right as I'm working through it, I'm probably I mean when I did this, I probably went through it fifty or sixty times before it finally got written. You know what I mean? So you you just that much repetition. You can't help but start soaking in <laughs> a different way, right? And uh, just so I don't have all of them memorized, but I have probably half of them memorized yeah. that I've done so far. And even so, I when my kids were a little bit younger, I used to sing some of these to my kids and stuff, kind of with our, our mm. nighttime devos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they still they still bring those up, and they're still able to sing a lot of the words. I think right. I think. Again, kids sometimes have a little bit more. They can they can absorb a little bit more than adults can, or a little quicker. Right. and And uh, so that's super fun to just kind of see that like that the word was was sewn into them through song back back in those years and still there. So it's pretty cool.
2: That is cool. One other technique that we use, and let me just speak to this for just a second. Years ago, I heard a woman named Dr. Caroline Leaf. Speak on the memory. She likened it to a, a tree. You know, the more branches you have, the more memories, solid long-term memories. My short-term memory is terrible. It's absolutely horrible. I cannot... I, I've asked my kids how many times during the day I've lost my phone. I usually lose it at least a half dozen times. The short-term memory isn't there. But in order to get to something to go from short-term to long-term memory, it, it is a lot harder without some sort of an aid. A musical melody or rhyme really, really helps. And it it's almost like a supersonic power <laughs> mm-hmm. that when you put it to music, it It goes, that that branch gets so much thicker and healthier and long-term immediately. Like I said, for years, I tried to learn the philosophical arguments for the existence of God. When I put it to music, it was almost instantaneous, and I haven't Mm. forgotten it. And all of the, it's for the better part of the last decade, I've had those in my head. And for years, I tried to learn it without it. And then I'm like, duh, I just put it to music. And once (laughs) I did, it just, it suddenly went. All of a sudden, that branch got really big and healthy. So -hmm. when you're putting this to music like you Mm -hmm. are, you're putting straight scripture to music. You're giving somebody a really healthy branch that if they'll just spend Mm -hmm. a little time, honestly, you don't even have to work it. If you just listen to it, a lot of that is going to sink in. But uh, one other thing that we do that is really helpful. We'll use a little bit of sign language. Usually we end up dropping mm. that, but you might like for your song, for Psalm 8, O Lord, our Lord, you could use the sign language symbol for Lord, which is the, it's the letter L, which is your, your thumb sticking out and your index finger going straight up, making an L, and you take it from your left shoulder down to your right hip so you would do like a – as we're singing through it, oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic. For majestic, you could do something like awesome. There's not actually an, a word for majestic when I looked it up on the the sign language website. Now, I'll link this all in the notes too, but I just awesome. Awesome is just kind of two hand pumps up. like jazz hands only you're not shaking them but towards the heavens Mm. and so we would pick certain words we wouldn't use every word but we would pick certain words and we use sign language for it or you could even make up a symbol for it but sign language is really cool because if they're learning sign language that's another plus right (laughs) that's something and so we would take certain words through it with my kids and sometimes they do it with me too because that goes to an even different part of the brain because you're using emotion along with music, along with the words, and it does sink in there. And eventually you don't need the motions. And eventually, honestly, you could, I can sit and quote a lot of scripture without the song, but I can tell you this. It's always going in my head. <laughs> the The song is going in my head, even though I'm speaking the verses, the mm. song is going in my head. So that's how we've done it over the years. And it's really been a powerful tool to memorize a lot of scripture. And And like I said, people are like, oh, it, it's I'm not smarter than anybody else. My kids, they're bright, but they're not smarter than anybody else's kids. They can just memorize a song like everybody else's kids mm. can. hmm. So that's how we've done it over the years. But have you have you listened to any other artists that do what you do?
3: Um. Yeah. I mean, when I started doing this, I didn't know anybody was doing word for word. I mean, you can find a lot of, you know, people that are singing psalms, kind of more paraphrasing yep. and things like that. It's a little easier to find. But I, I honestly couldn't find anybody for a couple of years. As, mm-hmm. Esther Mew did pop up eventually. I'm like, okay, yeah. somebody's doing it. Actually, somebody else that I have really enjoyed... That they sing from the ESV as well is uh, Corner Room is what they're called, and mm-hmm. um, they do they do great. I mean, um, I'm not
2: familiar with them. Corner yeah,
3: Room, Corner Room. So I would definitely I check, check them, them out. out. Mm-hmm. They've, and they've got quite a few, um, quite a few albums. So yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, a few that I know of Seeds Family Music they do word for word as well, mm. but it's it's a little more kidsy a little more juvenile and since i want to do it as well sometimes i'd rather get something i enjoy as well Mm -hmm. which i really really enjoy your music so but they they really do a great job the bigsby show i don't know if they're doing they may have some straight scripture but that's how we learned the books of the bible they have Mm -hmm. a phenomenal song and they've got a this is a hilarious, really cute song called the 12 Disciples Song. And so you can learn the 12 Disciples, but we use the Big Spee's version uh, in order for my kids to learn all the books of the Bible. King Things has some music out there a little bit. Like you said, Esther Mu. that's word for word. And then there's some people that do a bit of a paraphrase. I noticed Shane and Shane had a really beautiful version of Psalm 8, but it's not word for word. And that's okay. what I was going for. Now, if you're just looking to worship and learn a little bit of, of the, but see, you don't know, sometimes you don't know exactly what was the scripture and exactly what was what they added to it. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. Right. I think a lot of our worship courses in church, they use scripture as an inspiration, and that's a great thing. Right. But my goal in this episode, and you know, and that's that's wonderful for your worship time, private or public or corporate. But if you're really looking to memorize scripture and you're looking for an aid that will help it to become a long-term memory and stick in your memory so that you can use it in prayer and in ministry and in conversations with your kids or for like me in a podcast, (laughs) there's nothing better than word for word. I I liken it to an espresso. It's not watered down. There's no filler. It's just almost pure coffee. So it's so, so wonderful. So I'm really glad that we've had this time to, to learn how to do this. And I want to issue a a challenge to my listeners. I'm going to challenge you. Try to learn just one verse a week. Just try it. I bet you can do two or three, but just try it and see what happens. and And write me about it. Let me know what you're learning and what you're you're working on. So, is there anything else you want to share with us, or we can uh, before we get to our Psalm 8?
3: Yeah, I think it might be important to note that my initial intent when I began writing music and melodies to the Psalms for myself and for my local congregation at the time. It wasn't necessarily scripture memorization. I was thinking probably more on the lines of scripture meditation mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. absorbing these words in a way of, of deeper understanding and emotion. You know, that it was kind of like reading through, asking myself, what is this saying? You know, what would this feel like? Is this… Is this a lament? Is this a joyful praise? Or, you know, what, what's happening in, in the midst of the Psalms and how can I write music that hopefully reflects that for just something that sinks in a little bit deeper as, as we're soaking in the music and the words. And as I began sharing these songs with the church and then eventually on YouTube, which, you know, it, it's incredible, the power of the internet, how you can connect to people all over the world. I was starting to hear from people that were using these for (laughs) scripture memorization, probably for the most part, you know, whether it be uh, Christian schools or homeschool families or individuals were, you know, specifically seeking out songs for scripture memorization. And um, so I think that is obviously a valuable tool, but I, I think there's also value in just Meditating, you know, meditating on God's word and um, understanding the deeper meaning. You know, it's it's uh, one thing to memorize words, and it's another thing to just have this deeper understanding. I love this this Greek word that I learned years ago, gnosko, which is kind of like a, a head and heart knowledge, and it's uh, that's my goal when I when I'm digging into scripture, I want not just a head knowledge, but I want a heart knowledge of these words. And part of that was, was I think, my goal with these, which, uh, so it's just so fun. It's so fun to, to hear how God is using these for families, people all over the world, just wanting to soak in God's word in a new way.
2: I love that. I absolutely love that. That's true, because we need to be meditating on God's word just because it's God's word. And, but you know what's going to happen, <laughs> especially when you do that with a scripture song, you're going to end up learning it. It's going to sink into that long-term memory, uh, whether you mean for it to or not. That's what's so awesome about the power of a song. So with that in mind, why don't we try this, Zach? Let's do this. Uh, this is Zach Fitzsimmons' version of Psalm 8.
1: All
3: right, let's give this a shot. I'm going to pull my in-ear out here.
1: Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Above the heavens Out of the mouth of babies and infants You'll establish strength because of your foes To steal the enemy and the avenger When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him, yet you have made him a little the world than the heavenly beings In crown him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under His feet All sheep and oxen and also the beasts of the field The birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea Whatever passes along the paths of the seas O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, above the heavens, O Lord. Majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens, above the heavens, above the heavens, above the heavens. Above the heavens.
2: I love it.
3: Okay. I I hope that worked out.
2: I hope so. Sign up to be your backup singer. That was awesome. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me on this special New Year's episode. Zach, please tell our listeners where they can learn more about you and your work and where they can hear these amazing songs made straight from Scripture.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, I would say the best place, um, I mean, I do have a website. It's... it's not a short URL, but maybe it's a memorable one. It's called it's com, And so you can find everything there. You can find chord charts and things like that if you, if you are a musician and you want to try to learn some of these for yourself. YouTube is really a great place to find. I mean, everything's on streaming platforms, but anything that's new coming out will hit YouTube first. So as I'm working on new psalms, or sometimes I'll even do little acoustic demos of new stuff I'm working on. That's the place to find it. So at that point, you'll just look up Zach Fitzsimmons music and it's all right there. So uh, those would be the best places to start.
2: Well, I definitely subscribed there and actually sent that to my son, uh, your Psalm A, because we were listening it, it, to it together as a family in the car. We were actually on a field trip. And we were listening to it and it was so, so worshipful and so beautiful. And I'm like, you have got to learn. I want him to learn how to play it. And maybe we can, I can sing it with him some. That would be awesome. But there you have it, moms and dads. I am officially issuing a challenge to all of you parents out there to set the example in your homes by hiding God's word in your heart like before. Before in 2024. I challenge you to learn just one verse a week. Just try it with your kids. When you figure out how easy it is, you can probably do more than that. But if you aren't used to memorizing scripture this way, start slow, commit to learning one verse a week. And at the end of the year, you're going to have committed 52 verses to memory in 2024. Seriously, that is like just at the one a week pace using the supersonic power of a scripture song. You won't even have to work that hard. And hey, you know, if you don't, if it doesn't come easy to you, let me just tell you, even if you only learn like 26 verses in a year, that's probably 26 more than you did last year, right? And okay, what if it's just one a month? One a month, 12 verses. That's great. That's 12 more than almost all of the people in the world today are learning right now. All the people you know. So I, I just... Make this a priority in your home and listen to some of these beautiful music. Have it going on in the background while your kids are coloring or playing or while you're doing dishes or folding some laundry, and you will be learning God's Word. And if you did put a little effort to it, I I bet you could learn the 52 verses. This is the important thing, though. When your kids see you honoring God's Word enough to prioritize it in your life and in your family, then they're going to learn the value of God's Word themselves. So remember this, moms and dad, God's word is planted in our lives in seed form. So when you plant his word like this in your heart and the hearts of your kids, you're going to watch that grow. Trust me, you're going to like what you see growing in their lives. A couple of final notes. Zach has graciously allowed me to offer this semi-live version of his Psalm 8 scripture song as one of my free resources for subscribing at katherinesegers.com. I'm going to bundle that in with all my other scripture songs. I say semi-live, by the way, because Zach was completely live, which is amazing because he sounds Incredible. But Zoom did not cooperate with us and my audio was a full second off and it was in and out. So I had to dub myself in afterwards. I really like the way it turned out. So be sure to get your copy of that at Katherine if you haven't already subscribed. And if you have check the email I sent you about this episode. It's in there. You know, I have so many great episodes planned for you this year. Next week, I will be playing a Best of New Year's episode. Then we are jumping right into the tough topics again, mamas and papas, as we will be talking about sex trafficking and protecting your kids. January is the National Human Trafficking Awareness and Prevention Month, and I have an expert in this field who will be sharing with us about her ministry to sex-trafficked women. You don't want to miss this one moms and dads dr ronnie smith will be on for a couple of episodes and one of the things she is going to talk about is cyber sex trafficking you can be watching an episode of house hunters in one room while something awful is happening to your child just 20 feet away it happens she's going to read us a letter from a young girl who that happened to for all of her teen years but praise god he has redeemed that situation. For Valentine's Day, I have an incredible interview with a couple whose marriage was dead due to drifting apart and infidelity. And God has completely restored that marriage and given them a ministry to help other marriages. We're going to be talking to Dr. Douglas Grotice about critical race theory and neo-Marxism. He has an incredible new book out on that. And I just might have landed my dream interview with one of the most brilliant minds of the 21st century. I can't even believe it. I'm still pinching myself. This apologist has the most amazing insights on the state of our world and our country that I have ever heard. And I've heard a lot. I am talking about none other than the world-renowned Oz Guinness. If you are not familiar with Oz yet, trust me, you need to be. That's all coming up on Christian Parent Crazy World in 2024. So be sure to subscribe and join me on this journey. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is KatherineSegers.com. That's Katherine with the C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time.
0: Christian Parent, Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show.